1: Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
0: Shop now at DietzandWatson.com slash the right way.
1: That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hello! Our
0: our theme song sounds so like quaint and wholesome. I know,
2: it's our theme song God. that we wrote.
0: It is, it's totally <laughs> My name's original. My Johnny
1: Garage Band, and I wrote that song.
0: <sighs> Tonight's uh, topic is glazed donuts. Of course. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again to Dewa Dorje. That's a very tough act to follow. <laughs>
0: An extremely tough act to follow. So both Matthew and I have our mothers here in the audience uh-huh. tonight, which is always tricky. I think this is well, I think this is maybe the second live show that my mother has attended and probably like the fourth for your mom. I think so, yeah. And I'm amazed that we're still doing these live shows given that our mothers attend them now. They
1: will not take the hint.
0: (laughs) They will not. I know, and my mom was like, I bought tickets for myself and all my friends. I was like,
1: oh, Oh, God, I'm not going. Molly's mom is named Tony and has brought at least one other Tony along with her and maybe more. How many Tonys are there in total? There like, are three
0: Tonys. Three Tonys. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes. Um, so, yeah, thank you for being here tonight, yes. and thank you to Dewa for um, really making us look bad before we even start. Yeah.
1: Uh, this is this is our 10th anniversary show. And it like, is. I, yeah. don't want, I don't want to dwell on this 10th anniversary thing, because it means we're really old and we're pretty great, but...
0: Yeah, no, it's, we've come a long way since the first episode that we taped in, in my apartment kitchen in, was it late, it was early 2010 or maybe late 20, late, late
1: late 2009. Yes. Yeah.
0: I was so nervous. I'd never cooked for Matthew before, much less like recorded audio with him.
1: Yeah, no, that was, that was definitely our first time recording audio together.
0: (laughs) It was memorable Uh and awkward. Opening the condom wrapper. So tough. (laughs) It's good, only because I wow, have no I thumbs. don't remember that part. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the goat joke, guys. Okay,
1: <laughs> that's right. There were so many goats in at Molly's apartment for some reason. It's very sexy.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, Matthew.
1: Okay, so we are gonna celebrate this anniversary by doing something we have never done before. That D- does not involve a condom. And um, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't we're believe they're gonna, gonna do it bareback. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Why did I say that? All right, I'm out of here. And I can't figure out what to do with my mic cord. It's really awkward.
0: Okay. Anyway, no, um, we've never done this before, and now that we have thought of it, at least at this point in the show, we think we want to do it every time we do a live episode. So let's see how it goes. Let's
1: definitely count these chickens.
0: Let's really set the stage. All right. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Here's what
1: we're gonna do. We're calling this the lightning round, aka chunk style. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you already know what we're going to do, because we, we did a call for topics. But instead of choosing a topic, you know, if, there, if there's one thing we love, it's, uh, it's doing extra work to prepare for an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But this time we decided to forego that, and we've got this bowl of topics here, and we are going to do 10 episodes of Spilled Milk Tonight, in front of you, with no preparation, entirely improvised.
0: Yes. Um, and, and what I'm really excited about is we, I mean, Matthew and I truly do not know what any of the suggestions were this evening. We set up a dedicated email address. Yes. Yes for people to send topic ideas and it went straight to producer Abby and she kept it a secret from us. I'm so excited. I've never had a dedicated email address for anything before. Molly was
1: more excited about this <laughs> dedicated email address than I've ever seen her excited about anything I know, when we,
0: when we were talking this morning and we were like, you know, we need to come up with our like opening bit and I was like, oh, the dedicated email address. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, what about it? And Molly's like, no, just dedicated email address. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. are going to love
0: it. Yeah. Um, anyway, hold on. So we, we need to discuss the ground rules, though. Yes. Because, you know, so uh, other than the fact that we don't know, as of this point in the evening, what any of the topics are, Matthew, what are some of the other rules?
1: So uh, some of the rules are, we, uh, no peeking. Like, we can't, like, like peek into the bowl and, uh, and see what we're going to pick. We just have to go with what we get. We, we take turns drawing topics. Mm-hmm. And we cannot pass. Right. So any topic that we choose, we have to do. Producer Abby has a buzzer, and she is going to buzz us when our time is done and we have to move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Abby told me that she paid 99 cents on the App Store for the buzzer <laughs> and is going to bill us for that. <laughs>
0: uh, and, and the other thing is that um, we're going to... So, you know, usually with our secret, our secrets... <laughs> so,
1: I have no idea what's happening right now.
0: <laughs> usually with our episodes, it, is, it follows a certain... S-
1: Sequence. You call them episodes, We call them secrets.
0: <laughs> Usually with our episodes, we follow a certain sequence, right? So we've sequence. got sequence. <laughs> we've got our wholesome fanfare that uh-huh. we enter to <laughs> Okay? And then we introduce ourselves and we talk about our moms. That's right. And then we uh, then we say what the show topic is and then we do memory lane. okay? You know, we're cutting straight to memory lane right. and we're limiting it to one sentence of memory lane per person. I want you to know how hard this is for me guys Mm -hmm. because I can easily do three to five minutes of memory lane by myself. Well you haven't seen the topics yet. Oh that's true.
1: I just realized do you think Abby's going to bill us 99 cents for every time she buzzes? Yeah. Okay.
0: So anyway, okay. So those are the ground rules. Yeah. Is there anything else that I, we need? Hold on. Anything else I here? mean, I think we've been stalling uh, as long as we can. Right. Oh, okay. We have to stick with the topic until Abby buzzes. Yes. And we must move on when the buzzer goes off.
1: But does that mean do we have to stick with the topic, like, to the same extent that we usually stick with a yeah. topic? Yeah. Okay, great. So if
0: we're talking, if somebody put in ham and cheese sandwiches, for instance, like our episode, like, seven years ago, we can totally talk about making out.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay, so right. here we go. Who's
1: picking first? We didn't decide. You. All right, I'm picking first.
0: Okay. The Abby, start is the clocks.
1: M&M's.
0: Oh, M&M's. Memory okay. lane. So, memory lane. So, um, <clears throat> so I really like being on m and
1: M. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> no,
0: uh, my cousin met her husband at a, a party where my cousin <laughs> was dressed up as the green M&M.
1: Pretty oh. sexy, huh? When I was in eighth grade, that was when uh, I heard that green M&M's make you horny. And I heard this from my math teacher. (laughs) Have you ever tried it? Tried what? Eating green M&M's?
0: Well, yeah. Seeing if it works.
1: I mean, I, I... I guess it works in the sense that like probably I ate some green M&M's and then like had some thoughts that I shouldn't share on stage
0: <laughs> uh, what about like I don't
1: know if it was the M&M's that had anything to do, do with it do you feel
0: that that? oh god oh god oh I no I gotcha do you feel that any particular M&M variety is like more erotic than another
1: oh like a type of M&M not yeah, necessarily yeah I mean a like colored... the peanut
0: the, the crunchy I mean the crunchy that mm. is a really 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 complex crunch that's
1: interesting though because I think think of crunchy as one of the least erotic textures.
0: It's true.
1: Maybe it's, because there's, there's a lot...
0: It's true. There's no... Although, I was just <laughs> talking the other day about what it's like when you accidentally bite your tongue or the inside of your cheek. Oh, it's there's really nothing more crunchy. erotic than that. Well, no, because I was trying to think about whether any body parts are crunchy. That, inside my cheek crunchy. That's what I was going to say, yes.
1: like, like, there's, there's not any, any good ways to fill in the blank, Like, like, baby, your blank is so crunchy. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. What about the peanut butter ones? Are they are they sexy? Well, they, m- yeah, they
1: melt nicely? Yeah, I think they nicely? are. I, I, when you said that, that was the first thing I thought was like the peanut butter ones. Like of all the M and M's, those are the ones that I most want to just like leave in my mouth and like suck on until the candy coating dissolves and starts to break down, and then the chocolate like your, dissolves, like, like the lining of your cheek, and the, like the like <laughs> like the lining of my cheek dissolves. Abby, ring the buzzer. <laughs> <Just>
0: <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Oh, I'm God. pretty sure that's not in the ground rules. I'm sorry. Okay. okay.
0: All right. Uh, you
1: have to pay 99 cents to get your own buzzer.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, anything else about M&M's? Uh, M&M's. How do you feel about mixing M&M's in with the popcorn at the movie theater?
1: Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. Um, I, think we, I think we recently had movie night at my house and had M&M's and popcorn. And, and I did do this and I was very satisfied.
0: Did you guys separate then the popcorn from the M and M's like you guys do when you buy mixed nuts? Has anybody heard <laughs> heard Matthew talk about what his family does with a tin of mixed nuts? It is obscene. It's
1: it's it's a it's a beautiful thing that the whole family can do together. <laughs> we sit we sit and watch Jeopardy, and and we uh, we open up a big jar of uh, of Target mixed nuts and we sort them into the types of nuts that each family member likes. It's to true. Trust. <laughs>
0: It is true. I was over at Matthew's house recently, and I was like, "I'm a little hungry." I was about to leave. We'd finished our taping. I was like, "Do you have any nuts?" He pulled out. Oh, thank God! All right. Oh. <laughs> do oh, you thank have God, any that nuts? Was really and he pulled long. out.
1: Oh, good thing. Good thing you got busted. All right, you're up.
0: Okay. All right. Um, okay. I'm gonna do a little blind,
1: blind picking, blind
0: tasting. Oh, cannibalism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this- okay. And I, Memory lane. This
0: one has like a little, a little winky face under it. <laughs> and this is from Amanda. All oh, right, cannibalism. So I have always wanted <laughs> to do... No, I've just always wanted to... So are there, like, weird things that you really want to study up on? Like, I've kind of always wanted to know about what it would be like to be in some sort of, like, really insular religious sect. I've also wondered what it would be like to be in the Donner Party.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that that your memory lane? I'm trying to think, like... When, when did I, I first how this like, works. The come across the concept of to cannibalism? Because I do remember hearing about the Donner Party when I was a kid. And like it didn't seem like as much of a party as the name implied, <laughs> I guess.
0: Well, and I feel like then that show Party of Five came out. And I was like, what is this Like, what is this use of party? I've never heard this before. It oh, doesn't oh, seem like there are any green M&Ms here.
1: Okay, right. But, but Donner Party of Five. <laughs> Is what, that's what you were hoping for? Yeah, it
0: had Nev, Nev Campbell in it.
1: Okay, but I think like we're, we're dancing around the thing that everyone wants us to talk about since this is a food show, which is, if you had to do it... Yeah.
0: What body part would you which, go for which first? Which part
1: would you go for first? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, so I think I would go for... I'm thinking about, like, um, what's going to be the most tender. Right. And I'm thinking about... Gonna... <laughs> well, so, you know, I was explaining to my daughter recently... <laughs> Like how with different parts of the animal, you have right. to cook it for different lengths of yep. time. You mm-hmm. know, the muscles that get used more are tougher. You need to cook them longer, really let the fat melt, right? So I'm thinking that I would go for maybe, is there a tenderloin I on a human? I was just
1: going to say the same thing. Right. Do humans have a tenderloin? Right. Is, I don't know. Do I have like
0: some sort of strip along? Does anybody want to check? <laughs> a strip along my back?
1: Like yeah. Along my spine? But, it, but the tenderloins are sort of like inside the rib cage, right? I thought it was like just along the back. I don't know. Anyway, uh, what would you start with, Matthew? Well, I feel like the tastiest part of every animal seems to be the shoulder, so I guess I would go for the shoulder. But but you'd have to braise it. How would you prepare? Okay, you braise it.
0: What about like uh, what aromatics would you go with?
1: Something something really strong. Like I mean, we talked about braising things in miso this morning. I think like like you really want like something that can stand up to what's probably a pretty gamey meat.
0: What makes you think it's a gamey meat? Um is it all the stuff well, we eat?
1: Cuz I think I think humans are pretty lean compared to a lot of the animals we eat and like and like the muscles are pretty well exercised overall. It does depends anybody, it depending on the human. Does
0: anybody in here have any experience? Wait, so so <laughs> Oh, no. No, you don't. Okay, Matthew, oh, turn. your turn.
1: Okay, okay. Calzones. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I, this, is so, s- this is so palatable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anything was okay. going to be palatable. Memory lane.
0: Take it away, Matthew.
1: I have always loved calzones. I definitely had them when I was a kid. I've always been really nervous about saying the word because I don't know if it's calzone or calzoni. I think we I've were, heard you
0: say both. We
1: were we were definitely a calzoni pronunciation family when I was growing up, but I felt like my friends would say calzone and I wanted to be a cool kid and I still feel very conflicted about it.
0: How, how do you feel about, like, when do you... Eat Eat it because I, th- I think that the- <laughs> no. The thing with a calzone, you know, it's it's like a it's like a large hot pocket,
1: okay? <laughs> it is. Yes. And here's the hot the- pocket came first, and then someone was like, "What if we made What's this bigger really and made it like a big? folded over pizza?" Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, no, so, but here's the issue with foods like that. Where Did you there's know hot like,
1: pockets have been where found there's in like Neolithic molten Civil- cheese
0: on the inside? <laughs> where there's like molten cheese on the inside. The thing is you want to eat it while it's still like hot and gooey, but you also want to still have your cheek so that somebody can eat it later. You don't want to so, melt it. So so
1: true. Yeah. I, wait, is this like in a cannibalistic sorry, sense or like in a sexual sense? Sorry, I trying to link it sense?
0: back thematically to the cannibalism mm-hmm. and the M and M's melts in your mouth, oh, not wow. in your you really, hand. You're like
1: drawing a, a line, like a dotted line, like like you've got a wall up here with like with with string and and pins and stuff, trying to connect every topic we do. I'm
0: like Claire Danes in what was it Homeland?
1: Yeah, I think I think you are like that. What was the question again? <laughs> so Something sorry. about.
0: So when do you eat it? Because it's very oh, very very hot.
1: I eat it when it's... It is placed in front of me. Oh, do you, oh, you mean like how long do I wait before it to for it to cool yeah, down?
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you wait or do you just suffer the well, heat? Well,
1: I think I think I mean I do suffer the heat. That's that's something I've always always done. <laughs> um, I think I think I will like cut into it so that some of the steam can escape and then it, it cools down fast enough, I okay, guess. Okay, okay. But do you when, you, when you have a calzone, do you want to like pick it up and eat it by hand or are you a knife and fork well, calzone? Well, I don't know or? if you've
0: noticed that I didn't do a memory lane. I've never had a calzone. <gasps> um, no, Wait, I, have I, you had a
1: Hot Pocket?
0: I've not had a Hot Pocket or a calzone.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Um, I've had some pizza bagels. I know what
1: we're doing. Okay. I
0: don't know. Does that count? I no. feel like, you know, like 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 things that are pizza adjacent.
1: Okay. Oh, what are other things? Okay, so pizza bagels, like pizza, like, like uh, pizza, French English bread pizza, muffins, French English bread pizza. muffin pizzas. Um, oh, like, did like, somebody like, just add the
0: French bread pizza?
1: All the things Molly just said are delicious. No, pizza English English muffin pizza is awesome. Trust me.
0: Um. Anyway, yeah, no, I've I've never had a calzone.
1: I will God, make this you. This buzzer
0: cannot. Come I will soon no anything.
1: no. I will make you a calzone. Okay. Okay. Um, like, I don't know if it's going to... Oh, thank God. All right, oh, This
0: you're is up. This, it's giving me heart palpitations. Okay.
1: No, I love this. Wait a
0: minute, hold on. I feel like I should do... Oh, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Everyone, this is fish sauce. Oh, okay. Here we go. If this one is yours, thank you. Fish sauce, okay. Memory lane. Memory lane. Fish sauce. I think one of my first memories of fish sauce was... Uh, I feel like fish sauce sort of, like, swept onto the scene for, like, at least w- white Americans... Maybe, um, I don't know, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I remember making um, like a Vietnamese rice noodle salad with chicken in it. And have you ever noticed that chicken and fish sauce do a weird thing together where all of a sudden they both taste like tuna?
1: Nope. (laughs) You haven't?
0: I can't eat chicken and fish sauce together. Like I don't want a fish sauce dressing anywhere near my chicken. It all tastes like canned tuna.
1: No, because one of my favorite it's a things magical to make, I,
0: metamorphosis. I am not
1: a canned tuna fan, but one of my favorite things to make is, um, uh, lob like with, with like ground chicken yeah, yeah, yeah. with, with a dressing with like fish sauce and lime juice and, and chilies and garlic. And it does not taste anything like canned tuna to it, me.
0: Well, take me down your memory
1: lane. I have legitimate fish sauce memory lane. The first food article that I ever got paid to write was for the Sunday Seattle times. And now it was you're about just bragging. Uh, what um, year was it? I want to say 2001, 2002. This was
0: around the time that I met Matthew at a chocolate tasting party. That's right. And I remember, so I don't think that, that Matthew's child, Iris, had been born. We were both wee little babies. I had a boyfriend who was a vegan.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And we went to a chocolate tasting party um, that was held by, um, by a couple who Matthew and I bo- both knew through mm-hmm. the food forum eGullet. Mm-hmm. And I remember I thought Matthew seemed so old and wise. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, I mean, the longer I think, we I think do this you, show... Were you,
0: were you like 29?
1: Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The longer we do this show, the more we are the same age. Because yeah. it's true. Like, like back then, I, I probably was proportionally much older than you. I
0: should also say that the playlist we were listening to tonight is a playlist that Matthew and I made for producer Abby, who uh, is significantly younger than both of us and didn't know any of the music that Matthew and I grew up with. So if any of you were feeling nostalgic listening to that music, well, you're probably closer to our age. <laughs> than Abby's uh-huh. age. But anyway, okay, so you got your start writing about fish sauce. And I remember
1: I went into the office, like the editorial office of the, of the Seattle Times Sunday Magazine and they showed me like my article all pasted up and it was great except they'd given it the headline The Ketchup of Asia. And I'm like, that could not be more wrong. Uh, so, so, I, so I was like, can we redo that headline? And they like rewrote the headline right in front of me and I was like, I'm doing journalism. <laughs> Uh, I love fish sauce. All right, your turn. My turn,
0: guys. I can't tell you the relief that washes over me. It's like I'm I'm in cold sweats by the time the buzzer goes off, and then all of a sudden the sweat evaporates, and I start all over again.
1: All right. this is licorice, and it says, Producer Abby Loves, and point with an arrow pointing to licorice. So, oh, could
0: this possibly be from Producer Abby?
1: No, it's it also has a name on it. It says it's from Alicia. Most oh, okay. of them don't have names on them, but okay. we'll just call so it Alicia. So Salty
0: Licorice. We did a licorice episode yes. years and years and years ago, and you had a friend in Norway or Sweden.
1: Uh, Denmark, right? maybe?
0: I tried all the other Scandinavian <laughs> countries. <laughs> anyway, uh, you had a friend who sent you some salted licorice, uh-huh. and it was one of the most painful episodes I've ever done with you. That That's is right. my memory that, lane. My
1: memory lane is Molly ate this salted licorice and it got stuck in her teeth. I think and it was the
0: first time I ever cried in front of you. I, I think so.
1: <laughs> I like salted licorice. I think it's great.
0: So, okay. So, so tell me about this, Matthew. With, uh, without the benefit of any research, because, you know, we usually do all our research on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. that Matthew's having to do it right now in his own brain. Oh, okay. Which is much harder. So, uh, what's, what, tell me about salted licorice. Where, what's so, the story?
1: So as I understand it, like the the double salted licorice is called double salted, not because it has like twice the salt, but because it has two kinds of salt, Um, sodium chloride and ammonium chloride, I think. So it's got like a funky like... Urine adjacent flavor, I would say. (laughs) That that topic
0: got canceled so fast. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. My turn.
1: Now I know how to make the buzzer happen.
0: Just say urine adjacent. Okay. All right. Harissa or Harissa, depending on how you say it. This one also is from someone in the audience tonight. Thank you.
1: Okay. So I know this is a spicy North African sauce. Yes. That's all I know about it. Okay, but
0: what about, what about your memory lane?
1: That was it.
0: Okay, okay. So when I was, uh, when I was in my junior year of college, I did like two quarters uh, in the Paris program of my college. Mm-hmm. And at that time, <laughs> at that time, the, the sort of restaurant that everybody was talking about that wasn't fine dining, but that was supposed to be very sexy, You know, there's always, like, a restaurant in in any given city that's just open that's, like, the
1: sexy restaurant, But, I mean, in Paris, aren't all of them the sexy restaurant? Anyway, the
0: restaurant that I remember hearing about was this Moroccan place called 404. Unfortunately, I think I probably (laughs) took my mom there.
1: Wait, like, Um, and you tried to find it, but it was not found? (laughs) I
0: hadn't even thought of that. So don't encourage that. <laughs> okay, it was called 404, guys. This was like 1999. Anyway, it was very. They dim- had that in 1999. It was very dimly lit, and they had mm-hmm. tagines and all sorts of things that we had never heard about at that time, mm-hmm. coming from where I came from. And anyway, that was my first encounter with harissa, and and it clearly left a mark on me as being something you eat at sexy restaurants.
1: Okay, that sounds great. What else
0: do you think you eat at sexy restaurants? I don't
1: know. I tried to go to a sexy restaurant once, co- once called 301 but it had moved permanently to another location only in Seattle oh that made me so happy
2: I didn't get it
1: <laughs> was that the right code Anyone know HTTP codes? All right.
0: Oh, you got somebody back there. Okay. You got somebody. Thank you. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, do you ever use harissa or harissa?
1: No. Nope. It's, it's not like I have anything against it. It's just like I think for every, any cook, there's like some ingredients that you have like always used and some you just like haven't. Incorporated into your repertoire, and that's one of mine. This is true. Every time I've had it, I'm like, this is a hot sauce. I like it. I
0: sent Matthew a photo of a recipe yesterday. It was a miso-glazed salmon, and it called for sake, and I didn't have any sake. (laughs) And Matthew writes me back, like, totally unironically.
1: Well, Molly said, what can I substitute for sake? And I said, use Shaoxing wine.
0: And I was like, you think I have that? I don't have any sake. Like, why would I have Shaoxing wine?
1: So I said, use harissa. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott.
0: Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home.
1: Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen... Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances. Like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it. No charge.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink.
1: You can bring your pet.
0: Suites by Marriott.
1: Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay.
0: Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.
2: Chapter one, Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Seattle's Best
1: Loaf of Bread. Oh. Oh, I definitely have an opinion on this.
0: Yeah, take it away.
1: Okay, so and this is my memory lane also, because I think maybe like possibly the first thing of Molly's that I ever remember reading was a post that she wrote on Oranget about the uh, Walnut Levan. It was this
0: short-lived website called Seattleist, actually. Oh, okay. And I had an unpaid
1: writing job for that.
0: It was awesome.
1: Um, when would this have I been? I
0: felt wealthy. Like, <laughs> um, this was like uh,
1: 2005. Yeah, that sounds about I right. And, uh, yeah. and Molly wrote this article about the Walnut Levan from uh, Columbia City Bakery. And I don't remember if I had already had it or not, but that is my favorite bread in Seattle. It
0: it still is now?
1: I think it still is. Like, you know, I will... uh, The uh, Columbia City Bakery does a booth at the Broadway Farmer's Market, Uh and sometimes I'll get the walnut levan, and it's absolutely every bit as good as it... Always has been. It's just a brilliant loaf of bread. I feel, and, like I'm, this... and I'm not super into flavored breads in general, but it's the best. I
0: feel like this is uh, a tricky topic because we're both so earnest about it. I know. Um, no, I really love Seawolf Bakery yeah. uh, in the Fremont area. Uh, Fremont Wallingford. I don't know what. To but that's, you, that's a whoever, new. Whoever, it is a, new.
1: A b- bready come lately.
0: It is a bready come lately. It is a bready come lately. Anyway, no. What I really love about it is so my thing is is um, I buy bread whenever I'm like near these bakeries. Okay. <laughs> I just hoard it. No, I, I like if I'm driving past it, I'm like, oh, I should stop at Seawolf and get a baguette to a halt? because well so I bought a seawolf baguette the other day and then we didn't use it for like four days and Mm -hmm. we we ate it last night and toasted it and it was still delicious so there you go that's my winner
1: All right. No, that's, that's pretty my, good. That's
0: my standard right now.
1: Um, back when we were working on the sourdough episode, which is like the most work we've ever put, or at least the most work I've ever put into one episode, I was baking bread at home a lot. I haven't been lately, I, but I, like my homemade bread was getting pretty good. I wanted to tell you that I Seattle I good,
0: ignored but, Sylvia for about six weeks, long uh-huh. enough for her to get like a, like a almost black layer of hooch on top.
1: Sylvia is our sourdough starter.
0: Um, anyway, and Matthew gave her to me with, uh, like a Google Doc, with a link to a Google Uh Doc, and it was instructions on how to feed Sylvia, and then the final instruction was try not to kill Sylvia.
1: Um, all of my gifts come with a Google Doc. (laughs) I am the fucking worst. It is
0: true. Anyway, so I was really devoted. I mean, I had a note in my calendar, like, once weekly, feed Sylvia. I was keeping her in the fridge. Anyway... But I let her go for, like, mm-hmm. six weeks, and, you know, the, like, liquid separated, yeah. and she started to smell all... Who is hissing out there? Stop hissing at me! She started to smell really mm-hmm. licory. Yeah. Anyway, I fed her yesterday, and guys, she's back.
1: Yeah. it's she's hard. Back. It's hard to kill a there Yeah, no, I, I
0: didn't kill Sylvia. In fact... Never mind. Okay. Here we go. Garlic knots.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Guys, I had my first garlic knot tonight.
1: (laughs) This is so puzzling to me.
0: So yes, when, uh, so I I was formerly a part of Dino's tomato pie
1: upstairs. You're formerly part of a pie.
0: And I was formerly part of a pie. I escaped. I think that there is some sort of a nursery rhyme about me. Anyway, anyway, but but anyway, I remember when Brandon was deciding what to put on the windows upstairs and Mm -hmm. one of them was like world famous garlic knots and I think he got some like nasty Yelp reviews from people being like, don't, don't claim that you've been around for decades. You haven't been around for decades. It's it's disrespectful to
1: restaurants that have. Yeah, no, that's anyway, really so, naughty come late, But I
0: had my first garlic knot here tonight.
1: That, I've, I don't know what to say to that. Like I don't know and, either. And to be fair, like, I, I probably had my first garlic knot, like, a couple years ago. But they're so good. So so
0: a, are garlic knots, like, uh, you know, of necessity, always served with tomato sauce. Is that like a requirement? It's tomato
1: or is it marinara? Well, I mean but I think marin well, I mean marinara is a tomato sauce, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Our next, our next topic is going to be marinara sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um I think, yeah, they usually have a marinara tomato dipping. I'm not taking sides on the whole marinara I think, tomato beef. I think the beef. sauce
0: that we had here tonight, I think that it was an uncooked tomato sauce. Okay. I think I think it was the one on the round pie. Right. It's up okay. to you whether you want to call that a marinara.
1: Okay. But anyway, I love making garlic knots. They're so easy to make. Like anytime you have some pizza dough, whether it's homemade or like store bought pizza dough or even like pizza dough from a tube, like you just kind of roll it out into a snake and tie it in a knot. And then you toss it with some garlic butter, like sprinkle it with some garlic, uh, garlic salt or garlic powder. But why not you do garlic bread? Everybody loves them. It's different. Like, like a garlic bread has the texture of bread, and a garlic knot has, has more like a chewy pizza texture. Okay, okay. Um, um, and It's so fun to toss the cooked garlic knots in garlic butter. Like, it's, it's too rare that you get to, like, make a food and then kind of shake that food up. <laughs> in fact, I can't think of any other examples.
0: So, no, my dad used to do this weird thing when he... This is so weird. Okay. So my both of my parents really like making ratatouille. I grew up in Oklahoma, anyway. But it, they, had very, they had very they had very they had very different ways of doing it. And what my dad would do is he would cut up all the vegetables. You know, the zucchini, the eggplant, the onions, the peppers he would put it all in, like, a grocery-sized brown paper bag with, like, a couple tablespoons of flour and then would fold it over and shake it all up with the idea being that then when he, like, browned it all in a Dutch oven and added some, like, you know, canned tomato or whatever, it would thicken it. That seems plausible. But he mostly just got flour, like, everywhere. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay, Fernet. Is it? Wait, I, I have to ask you again. Is it Fernet or Fernet? It's Fernet. Also, oh, God, do you I want know a shot of Fernet? Y- yes. We're going to get shots of Fernet. The Fernette. answer is, is yes. Okay, okay Fernet. Matthew, Memory Lane. I. Not positive. I know what this is, but I think I'm about to have my first shot of it. Have you never it's, had Fernet? Well, I'd, I may have had it in something. Or, it's like an herbal liqueur, it right? It is. Okay. It is.
0: It's one of those, like, it, it's, it's, a in the, it's a digestif. It's a digestif. It's within the category of, of <laughs> Amari. It is an Italian bitter liqueur. It's generally consumed after a meal. Matthew's going to hate it.
1: Thank you so much. I can't. Now, do wait. I actually have to shoot it or can I'm I sip gonna it? I'm not going to shoot it. I'm okay. going to sip it. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I love that
1: hmm. it's kind
0: of it's a little bit like drinking caramel mixed with toothpaste that's
1: uh, a really apt description I
0: love it no I remember so um, I, I hope that a lot of you have been to Montana the bar right down the street Yeah. so when Montana first opened and maybe still now one of the things that they used to always serve was I think they called it like the bartender's handshake and it was <laughs> it was a Rachel's do ginger do not
1: look that up on Urban Dictionary
0: <laughs> it was a I think it was a Rachel's ginger beer with a shot of Fernet, which is a brilliant combination.
1: That sounds like it would be good, because yeah. Rachel's ginger beer is sweet, and like, like it sounds like it would be a good compliment. But
0: anyway, how do you feel about this?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's doing what it's supposed to do, I guess. I think... The toothpaste thing. So, recently, like... um. As, I love as, you know, so, you. as you may Thank know, sometimes, sometimes I us. like to travel to Japan. And w- something I learned uh, on a recent trip to Japan is that root beer is not very popular in Japan. And people say like, when they taste it, it tastes like toothpaste <laughs> because it's got like that winter wintergreen flavor to it. And I had never noticed this before it was pointed out. And now when I drink root beer, I can't notice anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really weird. What are other flavors where you get so used to the whole of it that you can't actually tell what's going
1: on in there? I mean, I think, <laughs> I think, um, like, you cola, get so used to the whole of it. You get it. used to the whole. Well, I mean, Coca Cola. Who knows what's going
0: on in there? In the whole, right?
1: Um, I think, I think Coca Cola, like, like, cola flavor is a combination of like citrus, cinnamon, and vanilla. Mm-hmm. But like, when it's well balanced, you don't really taste any of those things. I
0: was thinking something that wasn't a soda.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: But I'm just going to keep you sitting here waiting that. for you to answer it, because I don't have uh, an answer. Okay, Does anybody have any ideas?
1: Something that, that well, it's got to be some kind of candy, right? Mm. Um, were you like, all right, I think it's your turn to pick.
0: Okay. Thank you for the fernet. Oh, I'm coming around oh, on it. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, this is fun. Okra. Okay. okay. Okay, I'll take memory lane. Yeah. All right. So when I was growing up, I made this really good friend at day camp in one summer. Her name was Paige Cleveland. Her dad, okay. Vic. If your name is Vic, you have to own a bar, and he owned a bar. And the bar okay. was called VZDs, and that it still exists in Oklahoma. like a disease. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but anyway, that was the first time I ever had fried okra. I was hanging out with my friend Paige. And stopping by her dad's bar <laughs> during the <laughs> daytime, we were like 10.
1: You got and get for net shots. Anyway,
0: now that I think about it, like, so her parents were divorced, her mom lived in California, her dad lived in Oklahoma, and now that I think about it, like the most prominent part of her dad's house was this massive bed made out of driftwood <laughs> with animal skins on the bed. Wow. And now that I think oh about my it, God. it really this guy stands out in my memory. So much sex. <laughs> It was the okra. I hear it makes you, you potent.
1: It, the, the okra makes you... I it, think that's the thing yeah. about okra. Do you think it's like, is that based on like the shape of the okra or the no, texture? No, I think
0: it's something about like the properties of the
1: okra. Okay. I don't have strong feelings about okra one way or the other. I know it's one of those things that you're supposed to love it or hate it, but like I, I've not totally gotten on board with the slimy texture, so I do like prefer a, a, a fried okra, mm-hmm. but like, like a gumbo with okra in it, I like that.
0: I think okra is delicious. Um, A friend of mine, uh, her husband is from... Tennessee and he does this like cold salad that is he does it like when he's cooking like a pork shoulder okay he will blanch some okra like just really really briefly Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you and cut it up um, into maybe like thirds yeah with wedges of a really delicious ripe tomato and like a sweet onion like a walla walla or a vidalia or something like that (laughs) and dress it with red wine vinegar and olive oil and it's so delicious it's still I got do this crunchy quality. It's not
1: slimy. Okra, I think, grill, is one. Grill it, grill it. Grill it? I think it's one of the really? most attractive smoke vegetables. It smoke
0: it and grill it. Smoke and grill it. Wow, but it's so small. Do you, like, thread it onto skewers?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew, you're going to have to get down now. I have okay, a new okay, co-host. New host. <laughs> yeah.
1: we, we swap hosts every. Just grill it. You smoke it or you grill it. It's Smoke it, you
0: smoke it, or you, you grill, grill it. it. I feel like this is the beginning of a song. You smoke it, or, or you grill bed? it.
1: Like, okay, so it was like a giant driftwood bed, like the bed frame was made out of driftwood.
0: It was, you know, it was like you know, when you come upon like an entire tree that's been tossed around in the ocean for a while and is washed up on the shore, and some teenagers have been using it to build a lean to lean-to to have sex under.
1: Yep, this all checks out.
0: It was like built out of every those. time I go to the beach. Was, Did you,
1: do you think he had to chase off the teenagers before building the bed? He was
0: very handsome. He was, like, kind of strawberry blonde, but, like, tan. And, like, I how many different anomaly. animal skins,
1: do you think? Like, from, like, a bunch of different animals? I think like just a, a cow.
0: I think it was just a, a cow. cow. skin? I think. It was, like, a, a, a splotchy one. <laughs> what am I looking for? It was a paint or a pinto or a...
1: Wow, really racking up a bill on that buzzer. Okay. Okay. This one is. Wait a
0: minute. What number are we on? Surely we're up to 10. Don't
1: know. Flambe.
0: Oh, flambe. Okay. Have you ever flambéed at home?
1: I flambéed at home. I'm so glad this came (sighs) up because I have flambéed at home and not just in a sexual way. (laughs) Um, So. I recently have been making this uh, this recipe that is for uh, pulled like oven-pulled pork, uh, and it's from Serious Eats. It's from a friend of the show, uh, Kenji Lopez-Alt. And for reasons I don't know, like whether this has anything to do with making the, the recipe taste better or whether it's just cool-to-burn stuff, you <laughs> pour some bourbon onto the pork shoulder before it goes in the oven and then light it up and, uh, and flambe it until it's done, until, until the, all the alcohol burns off, and... It is so satisfying to set things on fire. Like <laughs> I I was absolutely a pyromaniac when it, when I was a child and like, you know, I would like, you know, one time one time I, I was melting some wax on the stove when I was a kid and it exploded and uh, and luckily I wasn't injured. Oh was that
0: how the Great Seattle Fire
1: happened? I, yeah. <laughs> didn't huh? it
0: start with like somebody melting wax?
1: This was in Portland, but yes. Oh, <laughs> There's there was a, song. a strong wind. If you go to the, the to Mohai, there's a song about the Great Seattle Fire. It started. How with does a glue- it go?
0: Does it start with you smoke it or you grill it? <laughs> <Does> it? <laughs> that's
1: a- yes, and there's a singing there's a singing glue pot because because it was like a glue pot caught fire and that's how the fire started. And like definitely go to Mohai and meet this singing glue pot. It's great. <laughs> like, okay. What was what were we I, flambe? Flambe. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so so like you get to you get to like light a big piece Wait, of meat on fire in your kitchen and Kenji says it's okay.
0: Wait a minute. Did, didn't we do an episode that involved bananas foster? Bananas
1: foster? Yes.
0: Which is also like involves flambeing,
1: right? We need to contrive a way to burn something, like set something on fire every episode. So
0: I grew up with so so you know, as with most of us, my food We have a
1: bowl of paper right here.
0: My my, like, you know, some of my food prejudices come from my family. And I remember my mom, like, seeing Bananas Foster on menus in Oklahoma City and sort of scorning it as this, like, old school thing. Uh-huh. But then Matthew and I had Bananas Foster. And I was like, this thing, it deserves to come back from the dead and have, like, a sequel and a part three. And, like, it's it needs to go on and on. It's
1: so good. That is an amazing coincidence because on my memory lane, my— my mom used to threaten me uh, with bananas and rum. Like if you know, if you don't behave, like I'm going to make you eat bananas <laughs> and rum. <laughs> she's, she's here, she's she's here in the tonight. Audience. This, is, this is true. And you know, it turns out bananas and rum is delicious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and, it, it, and it's allowed. Says friend of the show Kenji Lopez Alt. Yes,
1: Kenji, friend of the show Kenji Lopez Alt says you oh can god, burn it's anything. Over. Oh, oh god! I think it's we're being played Oscar off.
0: Music. Okay, oh, so. Um, I want to do more. Oh, God, guys, it's been a really beautiful Can we do one more?
1: Do. Or, okay. All right.
0: Okay, fine. Okay, okay. All right, okay. you pick it, Molly. Okay, this is, this last is the last one. This is the last one, and then you can watch us sit in agony and come up with our closing joke. Okay. All right,
1: artichokes. Okay. This is from
0: listener Shelley.
1: Oh, uh, can we do one less than this?
0: <laughs> all right. Artichokes. Okay. So Matthew, uh, do you cook artichokes at home nope. often? You don't? Really? No. Oh I my never gosh. have. I, I feel like I probably cook like a dozen artichokes a year. Which wow. which I think is, is more than I cook anything else,
1: actually anything like more than pasta uh
0: no 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 but like i've really got it down to an art have you ever stabbed yourself on the little spiny thing when you're the spiny leaves right you only do it once and then you like you learn to respect the artichoke you learn Mm -hmm. how to like wield your scissors to cut off the stuff you develop a system cut off the stuff i'm very specific at this point in the show matthew do you have anything to say
1: well, I, I mean, I think I think I've just learned that I flambe more often than I artichoke. Um, like, like wife of the show, Lori, who is also in the audience, has occasionally made an artichoke, and I and I like the flavor of an artichoke, and I like that it's that it's so complicated to eat. But it's not it's not something that I'm going to like get into uh, like on my own of my own accord.
0: So I have no problem getting involved with like, you know, one of the large like globe artichokes. I, I think that's pretty darn easy to prepare. Very easy to cook. Matthew, you just like steam it. very very easy you can do it however chefs are constantly trying to get us to use those tiny little artichokes they are by the yes oh my god like if you have bought any kind of cookbook that was all all produced by a descendant of alice waters (laughs) it is going to have something in there that involves the tiny little artichokes where by the time you pare them down you've got like a Dimes worth of artichoke heart. Okay. And that I find really demoralizing. I always feel okay. I feel like I'm being talked down to when somebody By the is. Chef
1: or ch- the well, yeah, or the vegetable? No,
0: well, both. Okay. But I, I never even get to the point of being near the vegetable because I read the recipe and I'm like, guys, this is like what you do when you have like an army of like cooks. This is not what you make you,
1: each of them like. Prepare one of these baby artichokes in the trenches. In the in the tre- yes. The the cook the cook army trenches. Yeah, um, we, we should have stopped. Earlier. You're right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. The, the show the yeah. show that always takes it a little bit too far. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we need to wrap up with our uh, the segment that we do every single week since episode one. What have we learned?
0: What have we learned? We so, have learned...
1: Well, I, I can't stop thinking about this driftwood bed. Like, that's... <laughs> like, I don't remember... I well, guess I we talked think, a lot about I was cannibalism. I thinking about but, how we
0: determined that no human body parts are crunchy. That so, was interesting. I feel like these two things go together. You know what I think
1: could be crunchy? Ear lobes, <laughs> maybe?
0: Cartilage. Yeah.
1: More more Card- like a well, snappy have, have way. you
0: ever had like a like a like a pig's, pig's ear or that- like a like a head cheese right uh-huh. like you know that's pretty crunchy I'm
1: so glad snappy. we came back around snappy. To
0: this. I love talking about yeah. head cheese <laughs> anyway, yeah, so okay, so yeah, I think maybe cartilage is you' snappy and time- I think that if you were gonna if you were if you were, if you were are you, if are you a biter <laughs>
1: Like, like when I when I sit down to eat a meal. Yes, when you're
0: when you're in your driftwood bed.
1: Sticking with the meal thing. Oh,
0: okay. I'd okay.
1: Love to bite into a calzone or calzoni. I'll go both ways. Okay. You heard it here first. Um, all right. So uh, I guess we learned we learned more more things on this episode than I think on any other episode or or set of eleven episodes ever.
0: I definitely learned: you grill it or you smoke it.
1: You grill it or you smoke it, and, and uh, anything we're missing. And you think that a, that a, an animal skin that might someone might put on their bed, like as a as a <laughs> covering, is a splotchy cow?
2: <laughs>
1: Just, Just a like little, a, 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 an entire whole maybe skin. Maybe a better word skin. would be pocked. No, that would be a worse <laughs> word. <laughs> I don't think you know what better means. <laughs> okay.
0: Anyway, um, so uh, I want to... I, I, I'm going to stop. Yes, this now. okay. I would like to thank all of you for being here uh, yes. tonight. I would like to thank producer Abby and, yes. um, and producer's husband Brandon for, uh, for making this show possible in so many different ways. Did we thank
1: both Brandons already?
0: Oh, we should also thank Brandon Pettit, who yes. is not here tonight, but who generously allowed us to use this space... Uh, We've been eating his delicious pizza tonight.
1: Thank you to our bartender, Josh.
0: Woo! And um, and thank you for watching and listening. Thank you for watching and listening. Thank you for watching and listening to Spilled Milk, the show that...
1: You watch it or you listen it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks. I'm Matthew Amster burton (laughs) I'm Molly Weisenberg. Bye.
0: You sing a little song. You grill
2: it or you smoke it.
1: <laughs>
2: Oops. <laughs> you burn down it. the city. <laughs> Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the neighborhood," she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trin Center Terrace, Mid-century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalogue. Oh, you'll love chapter two Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home.